0: Hmm. The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. All righty, folks. Welcome to uh, another edition of the Stone and Tile Show. Uh, If you're listening, hi. If uh, you're watching me on Facebook, hi. How are you? I had a bunch of interesting stuff to talk about tonight. We're primarily going to be talking about how to polish difficult stones. So we're going to go over some basic theory here in a few minutes. And uh, you have to wait to the very end of this broadcast, and I'll give you some of my tips to help you polish some of those more difficult materials. But before I get started, I had something happen to me uh, a couple of weeks ago that I think is funny. I just, And, and I, I, I hesitated. Uh, talking about this on previous shows but I, I figured you know hey what the hell this is this is podcast radio this is not over the airways and it, it's not going to be bad but it's it's really really funny and I, I don't know how many of you use what they call talk or text to talk to text or text to talk whatever it's called in other words you're driving down a road someone is texting you so obviously you don't want to be texting on your phone but you can actually talk And you talk into that, and it turns it into a text, right? Well, (laughs) I had something just – I didn't realize I sent it, and it was ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous, but it was really super, super funny. So I I have to tell you what what it is. Anyway, let me kind of set this up. I was talking to someone via text, and uh, I was driving down the road so I could actually read the text, but I didn't want to type, right? So we're talking about—I believe it was epoxy cleanup. It had a film of epoxy that he, they needed to be cleaned up, and he didn't have anything on him at the time. So you know, I suggested maybe using some Ajax or some Comet. So he basically sent uh, sent me a text back, and I'll read you exact what the exact words of the text were. It was, "Will barkeeper's friend be the same as Ajax and Comet?" So. I happen to know what barkeeper's Friends is, so I replied that you know barkeeper's friend. This is what I said. This is not what came out, but this is what I said. I said barkeeper's friend is simply oxalic acid, and blah 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 blah. And I talked about abrasives or whatever. And I pressed press the send button, and all of a sudden I get this laughing out loud text back, and I'm like, well, what did I say? What what's so funny about 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 that that barkeeper's friend? Has exolic acid. Well, this is what actually it auto corrected to be. Are you ready for this? It came out to be Barkeeper's Friend is simply exotic ass. And I don't think there's any other abrasives in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I read that and I actually saved it. And I, I just thought it was funny. It'd be interesting to hear from, from you guys too if you have any any interesting or faux pas when it comes to texting. All right. Before we get to how to polish difficult stones, let me uh, give out the phone number here. It's 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. If you're listening to me live, I'll go ahead and call in if you have any have any questions or whatever. So I've got I've got some stuff to talk about here and you know I constantly get questions from you guys. When you're on a job and you're polishing a certain type of marble, and this is the type of this is the type of question I get. Fred, I just polished this, say next door, or I just polished this a few weeks ago in another location. It's the same exact material, but it's not doing the same thing it did before. You know, why is that? Well, we're gonna discuss why that is here in a minute. But before we get to that, I wanna back up a little bit and talk to you about why stone shines to begin with. Now, if you've attended a lot of my seminars, we go over this in, in quite a bit of detail. Kind of, kind of give you the the uh, the twenty five cent version, if if you will. But if you I guess the best analogy for this is to take a lake. That's right, a pond, the lake, or whatever. And let's say you get up at four o'clock in the morning and you're out there on the lake just as the sun's coming up, and the lake is, is just really wavy. I mean, it's, it's a really bad day. It's a windy day. If you look over the edge of the boat, do you see your reflection in the water? No, you don't, right? Now, the same thing applies to a, a honed or a rough piece of marble, granite, or, or whatever stone you're talking about, where it's very, very rough. Microscopically, you can't see the waves in there, but but it's very, very rough. So basically what happens is when the light hits those waves, it bounces in all different directions. And I actually came up with a little diagram right here that shows the light coming in on this really, really rough surface here. And the the light rays just bounce in all directions. And to your eye, that looks rough. There's no shine to it. So how we achieve the polish on stone, and there's different ways of getting there, which we're going to discuss in a minute, is to smooth it out. We want to make that surface as flat as can be. So now you go back the next day and you're fishing on your boat And it's a nice flat day. I mean, the lake is like glass. What can you see now? You can look overboard. You can see your face. You can probably put your hand up and count your fingers. You can see the trees. You can see the birds flying over the head. And if you're lucky, maybe you can see the fish you're trying to catch. But anyway, what happens there is this, in this particular diagram here, the sun hits the smooth surface and bounces back parallel to the way it's coming in. And to your eye, you can see that nice, deep, what we call 10-foot shine. So That's the basic principle of what we do all we're really doing when we polish a piece of stone. And for that matter, it it also with with anything you polish a metal VCT, anything that has a has a shine on it. This is the the concept is the physics, if you will, of why the shine. So what we need to do is just smooth that rough surface how do we do that? Well, obviously, uh, in our industry, we use diamond pads. So We use diamond abrasives. And, and you guys have all done this, I'm sure, when you're, you're going through the following steps. In certain stones, you'll get a nice shine at, say, 800, and you just need that last pop. So you break out the polishing powder to give it that last pop, right? And many times, you can go all the way up with diamonds. Uh, go up to, you know, your, your 3,000, 5,000. God, they even go up way past that and see if that pops the shine on there. Okay, but we're gonna get into that in a little bit, little bit more detail here, especially when it comes to like, why some stones react that way. Not only why some stones react that way, but why some stones actually work here on the same particular type of stone and not here on the other particular part of the stone. So let's take this wavy unpolished stone surface. How do we create that nice smooth surface? Well, we've already talked about one and that is through abrasion, either through your diamonds or your polishing powders. But there are two other ways. And actually, there's three total. So let's let's break them down one at a time. There's obviously putting a wax or a coating or some type of a a film on on top of the surface. And basically what that does is just fills all those highs and lows in with a polymer to give you that nice, smooth surface. Although you tend to get somewhat of a plastic uh, type finish on there. That's one way. The other way is. Crystallization, re-crystallization, or vitrification, whatever you want to call it, and I've actually done a whole show on that. I have a YouTube video on that. I'm not going to get into the pros and cons, but basically, what I'll what I'll talk about is what crystallization does. That process is it actually takes the the rough calcium for marble. Now, when we're talking granite, it's a whole different story when it comes to crystallization, but the concept is still the same. We're smoothing the surface. What the crystallization does, it's more of a chemical reaction. It actually attacks the calcium, smooths it out, places another product in there called the fluorosilicate. In other words, initially, then what you get basically is a nice smooth surface, okay? And of course, the other way is with polishing powders. Now, I may or may not have talked about this on the show. I, 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 I can't remember, but there's basically... Two concepts to using polishing powders you either have your marble polishing limestone slash polishing powders which contain an abrasive and exolic acid, and your granite polishing powders that contain no exolic acid but they contain an abrasive so uh, the concept is the same we're just trying to smooth it. However, when it comes to polishing calcium based stones like marble and limestone, what you're basically what's happening is the exolic acid is literally attacking. The stone, in other words, you know what happens when you put a couple of drops of acid on marble, it etches it. Well, basically, that's what it's doing. It's microscopically etching it, but at the same time, you're basically taking that abrasive and smoothing it out. So, if you want to think of it as melting the stone, that's okay. It's really not what's happening, but basically, what it's doing is it's softening the stone so the abrasive can move it, which is why. When you use a polishing powder that has oxalic acid in it, you tend to pop that calcium-based stone much quicker. Now, when it comes to granite and achieving that, that, that surface, it's purely abrasive. There's no chemical reaction there. You just simply have an abrasive. You get finer and finer and finer with your, with your diamonds. And you guys know that when you do granite, you're going to use different diamonds. You're going to use higher diamonds. We're not going to get into that here until I get to the tips, and I'll give you some some, uh, suggestions and tips there for polishing some of those difficult marbles. So, what we basically have is three ways. We have coating it, we have crystallization, and we have powder polishing. That's how we achieve that nice, smooth surface. So, with that said, before we get into the tips, because I'm going to leave that to the very last, Keep you guys hanging in there. And by the way, uh, if you're listening and you want to call in, the telephone number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. Or you can just gen- send me an email uh, if you're listening at f. Houston. At gmail that's f h u e s t o n at gmail.com or if you're watching me right now on Facebook just simply uh, send me an instant message let me just check to make sure I have don't have any here and I don't and uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, uh, send me a message there and I'll answer your question uh, there as well so why is it let's get into the, the one of the main topics here why is it that you can polish one particular type of type of stone let's let's take an example let's say you're doing crema marfil everyone seems to know what crema marfil is and you go into you know you're going into someone's house they got a kitchen a dining area and you you know you hone it and you polish and it comes out beautiful i mean it just looks gorgeous you get paid everybody's happy well your next door neighbor who happens to have the same crema marfil uh calls you a week or so later and uh, they want their stone polished and you go in there you do the same exact thing And guess what? You're not getting the polish. So what's the difference? It's the same material. It could be from the same quarry, but why is it reacting that way? So here, here are the things, uh, that, that I've come up with. Now, also, uh, if you keep an eye out for the next slippery rock is that actually the uh, October edition of the stone detective, I've actually written an article on that whole subject you'll see in that uh, stone detective article. And I believe that's coming out in October, but, uh, There's several things that that why that occurs, why it reacts differently. The first being, and I've kind of hinted to it, is that you have to remember these are natural stones. So you can imagine taking blocks of stone out of the quarry, right? Take them out of the quarry. And it just so happens that even within a few feet of another block, you can have different minerals and different minerals will react differently. You can have different densities. So the stone changes as you go through the quarry, it can be dense, it can be less dense, it can have more iron, less iron, a little bit more calcium, less calcium. So, even though it's still cream marfil in this case, uh, it can react differently based on based on that pro, uh, thing alone. But there's some other reasons why you you may be having trouble polishing, not polishing it in one area, but polishing it not not what am I trying to say? Polishing it in one area and not polishing it in another area. It could be how the stone is installed. Uh, and that's something you should always ask if you're a restoration contractor, you should ask, how was a stone installed? Was it installed in a mud bed? Was it installed with thin set? What's it on? Is it on a concrete slab? Is it on a wood substructure? Uh, you know, try to find that out because that could make all the difference in the world, depending on the type of setting material that was used, that setting material. Can have a lot of what we call soluble salts in it, and what can tend to happen is those soluble salts will rise to the surface, sometimes as efflorescence, but sometimes not. The salts actually deposit within the stone itself, and causes the stone to react entirely different, differently, especially to some of your powder, polishing powder, powder, powder. So that's the second reason. The third reason is what was done to the stone before. How is it being maintained? What type of sealers on it? That can have everything to do with it not reacting the same. Different sealers will have different polymers in it, and those can react funko- funkily, if that's a word, um, depending on, on. So always ask, you know, how is, what do you use to clean the stone with? Was it polished before? Do you remember if it was sealed? Oh, did you seal it? Did, did someone else seal it? Do you know what the sealer is? And the list goes on and on and on. Number four, the age of the installation can matter. You know, stone does age. Even though, yeah, I know it's not a living thing. I, we all know that, but it can age, and it will age over time. So that that can affect the way it way it the way it way the way it uh, it polishes. Of course, uh, older stone may have more wear to it, so the wear level is going to be a, an issue with it. So age is extremely important. And number five, less common, but I've seen this happen, is that the water that you're using to hone and polish may be different. In other words, you know, you go to Mrs. Jones' house and uh, she's on a well and uh, it polishes fine. And you go to Mrs. Smith's house next door, she's also on a well, but she either has a water softener or she's treating her water unlike Mrs. Jones was, so you can get a different chemical reaction. And many times uh, that, that can be the case. So I always ask, do you, is this water treated? Is it city water? Is it well water? You know, always always some good questions. So those are the reasons you can have stone polish, the same stone polish and hone actually too, differently in one area and not in an area. And that can happen in one job as well. And I've seen that happen on very large jobs like a, a bank lobby or a convention hall or something where you're going along just fine polishing and all of a sudden it's not polishing as well. It could be for the, those reasons that, that I that I mentioned. All right. One more time, I'll give the number out and we're going to get into how to polish some of these difficult materials. The number here is 323-870-3968. All right. I've got a few tips for you. and We're going to go over these tips based on the basic science that I gave you a few minutes ago uh, but also based on what we just talked about about why it can treat different but see these are some of the some of the tips and I used to teach this a lot in, in my classes and that is the first thing you may want to try is experiment with the amount of water that you're using with your polishing process you know let's say you're using 5x powder which tends to be the most popular powder out there amongst others but 5x is the old standard uh, and you try adding a little bit more water try adding a little less water and then you may want to use a technique that I call going from wet to dry you start out with your powder you start out with a little bit of water and you take it totally dry and continue dry and that happens to be a trick that works really well with granite polishing granite but it works exceptionally well with some difficult marbles say Botticino being one uh, some of the your Verde marbles will also react really well to a wet to dry type Type polish. You may want to try a different powder. Now, here's where the chemistry comes into play, because you can go out there, and there are probably a hundred to two hundred different powders out there that you can buy. They're all basically the same thing, except for the amount of oxalic acid that are in them. When we're talking marble and limestone polish, so you could have what we call a hot powder, which simply means it has more oxalic acid. And I've seen some of these powders contain almost. 99% oxalic acid and very little abrasive, or you could have a cold powder, which has very little oxalic acid in it. So you need to become familiar with the powders. What I would suggest you do is choose three or four powders. You know, ask ask me off the air, ask some of the other restoration contractors what they use and get used to those powders because you're gonna find in some cases, you're going to need a hot powder. In other cases, you are going to need a powder that's not as hot. Now you can always boost a cold powder by adding more oxalic acid to it. So that's one way to do it. So actually that's tip number three, add more oxalic acid. Uh, Number four tip would be, and I've mentioned this before, is try diamond polishing. You know, instead of stopping at a 400 and polishing, try going all the way up. And uh, a lot of times with certain types of stone, doesn't work on all stones. In other words, it won't work on, say, Negro Marquina, some of your black marbles. Going up to uh, your higher grits will give you the polish that you need without using any polishing powder whatsoever. Now, the last tip I have, I actually, I've got more than, more than that, but this, this tip is, is something that I discovered a few years ago, and it works really well. And that is, you can achieve the final polish on most surfaces, including granite, okay, marble, limestone, granite, onyx, or whatever, using what we call a burnishing method. And what a burnishing method is, is simply high-speed burnisher. In other words, you're talking, you know, RPMs upwards of, of 3,000 RPM. Some of these are propane-powered. Some of them are electric power. But you have to use a special pad in order to achieve that. And depending on what pad you buy, the Norton pads, uh, you have the uh, the Cheetah cheetah system, the monkey pads, uh, twisters, and and they go on and on. Everybody seems to have them nowadays, but those, that very last, what they call maintenance pad, you'd be surprised what they can do. I can remember doing an entire casino one time polishing granite, and we were getting some phenomenal uh, polishing numbers as far as how much we were polishing in a night simply by burnishing. We were using big propane-powered burnishers, put those maintenance pads under there, and it's done dry, and it's amazing. You can actually see going down the in a, in a straight line how well uh, they're being polished so those are my tips now i do have an article that i published called how to polish difficult marbles although the concepts here will apply to uh as as well if you want a copy of that just send me an email to f houston f-h-u-e-s-t-o-n at gmail.com i believe i've also published that on my my blog uh, as well. So if you don't subscribe to that blog again, send me an email at Houston F H U E S T O N at gmail.com and we'll get you subscribed to that blog or send me your email address and we'll get you on our email list as well. So you can keep up to date with a lot of the articles uh, that that I do and I'm constantly writing so uh, <clears throat> Uh, some some really good good information and, and some of these things here as well. Okay, before I close, uh, I do want to mention, actually, before we close, let, let's take a quick break and I'll come back with some uh, other announcements right after this. Thank you, TuffSkin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, TuffSkin guarantees it will not. TuffSkin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with the proprietary stone laminate products they protect marble countertops with an acid oil and waterproof guarantee that's right it's now possible to install marble onyx and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine lemon coffee or other acidic foods people have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years and Toughskin surface protection has done it available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish visit them online at toughskinprotection.com that's T U F F skin com to learn more. All righty, folks, we're back. Um, you know, if you're watching me on Facebook, you probably didn't hear that. And if obviously if you're listening on the podcast or the, the live radio, you could actually, you could actually hear that. So I'm trying to work that out. So when I, you're watching me on Facebook, you can actually hear that, hear that as well. But anyway, I did want to mention, uh, again, and I know I've mentioned this a million times before, Uh, I do have the live class coming up in Las Vegas. And as far as I'm concerned right now, it is a go. Uh, I'm limiting to probably eight to 10 people. So if you want to get signed up for that class, it's the troubleshooting and inspection class. uh, Please send me an email. Uh, You can give me a a small deposit now if you want to hold your spot. And again, just three uh, F Houston F H U E S T O N at G Mail.com. So folks, uh, I guess that's gonna wrap things up for today. Hopefully I've given you some great information. And uh next week uh we'll we'll see. If you know anybody that wants to be on the show, uh simply uh send have them send me an email, we'll get them interviewed on the phone. So thanks for listening. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in.